It's all right. Can't be everywhere. Yeah. I'm learning that slowly but surely. <laughs> you can be more than one place at a time, though. It you just can't you be. can. Yeah, it's possible, I'm sure. Difficult, but not impossible. <laughs> well, good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete that as appropriate, and we are very privileged that you and honored that you have uh, joined us here today. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ministry Bits. This is our 43rd episode, and I'm Chad Lemon, your host here. And I have with me uh, the one, the only, friend of the internet, Dale Jenkins. Dale Jenkins, how are you doing, sir? I couldn't be better today, Chad. It is quite an honor to be with you. Uh, I, I need to tell you, I listen uh, to every one of your podcasts on the day it's released. And uh, it's, if when it comes out, it's one of the first things I do. If, uh, if I've not been to the gym that day, I go to the gym and listen then. That's when I listen to podcasts normally when I'm in the gym. And I appreciate what you're doing for ministers, and I wish that every preacher that deals with technology that I know listen to your podcast. Do a great job. Thank well, you for what you do. I appreciate that sincerely. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we've been, uh, I think I've been doing this for about two years now and um, don't have as many episodes as I thought I would at that point. But at the same time, I think we've got a lot of quality episodes, not necessarily in quantity yet. Uh, but, yeah, thank you so much for listening. really appreciate that. It means a lot. Um, we're going to be talking to you today. Uh, you, you've been kind of known as the uh, tech, technical guy a little bit, technical uh, techie person, and you have um, you're well known for using iPads. Talking about iPads, you run your uh, textual tools uh, videos sometimes. You gave some recommendations before Christmas, I believe, uh, which was really cool. And so I, I'd like to hear from you about exactly what you're using. And we're going to talk about the three phases, kind of uh, what we're using as far as the uh, devices here. We're going to be talking about the watch, uh, the Apple Watch. We're going to be talking about uh, your iPad. And then we're going to be uh, diving into the Mac a little bit. So full show here, and let's uh, just get going. Let me ask you first, Dale, what do you think about the watch? Has it affected anything that you've been doing? Has it affected uh, how you minister? basically? Well, great question. Um, and, and you ask it in a specific manner. I, I, to be very honest about it, I'm not really sure that it affects how I minister any at all. Uh, now, that said, I need to let you know, I really like the watch a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I put it on every morning, um, first thing in the morning, I charge it every night. Uh, it, it, it's, I, I really, really like the watch. I have not worn a watch in years and years. Stop me, me as well. Yeah. Years ago. But when the Apple watch came out because I'm an iOS guy and incidentally, uh, if you told me 10 years ago, I'd be using anything Apple. I would have laughed at you, <laughs> but it's, I put it on every morning first thing and, and, uh, and, and I like the notifications. Uh, I like, uh, the pulse reminders when I'm driving, uh, when I've got when I'm using maps, uh, and and I absolutely love uh, the exercise features, and and I know people laugh at it a lot, but uh, I have found the stand reminder every fifty minutes, every hour on the, on the fifty minutes is is helpful to me. Hey, you're not lying there. I found it very helpful to me because there's sometimes where I'm sitting at the desk just doing video work for hours and hours and yes. it reminds you to stand up every uh, every 10 minutes to every hour. 
And I've heard people make fun of, well, you need to be reminded to stand up. Well, they say that affects blood clots and things like that. Mm -hmm. And also it affects my attention. Uh, if I get too engrossed in something, I'm not sometimes as uh, as focused as if when I take a break periodically and get up. And so I get up when it, when it reminds me. I get up, walk around five or ten minutes and, and uh, kind of get back and I'm ready to go again. Or, or during that five or ten minutes, I'll stand up and I'll – I'll return text messages and things like that during that time. But but that's very helpful. So, again, I don't really know that I can say it's affected my ministry as far as, hey, I use it for this. It reminds me to do this and this. Uh, but but I like the notifications of it, and I really like the device. It's an expensive device for the toy that it is probably mm-hmm. – but uh, I, I'm, you know, we all we all waste we all waste stuff in somewhere at some point in our life. Maybe we shouldn't. We could have a podcast on that sometime. <laughs> but we but we do. And I've chosen to waste a little bit of money on this. And I can't wait for the next one to come out so I can waste some more money. Yeah, they're saying March will be Apple Watch Two come out. So if you didn't pick up the first one, then uh, you might consider getting the second one. And you know, to chime in on your point, how it hasn't necessarily changed your ministry, I think it's had a positive effect on my ministry, not necessarily changed it, because so often we're dealing with people face to face in ministry. You know, there's people come in the office. There's people, you know, you're talking to after church, before church, all those different things at worship, all those different things. And when I get that little tap on my wrist, I know that I can just glance really fast and see what it is. And you're probably, you just got a notification right there. You're probably just glancing and saying, Hey, is this something important that I need to respond to right now? Or can I ignore it for five minutes and finish my conversation? So that to me is the big thing that I I don't have to interrupt so many conversations anymore. Um, And that's big because my attention span is, is like a a 12 year old almost. (laughs) (laughs) I have the same issue. And, and, and along that line, I'm still not sure. Uh, I'm still working on it, but I'm not sure what is more disrespectful and rude of me to pick up my phone and look when I get a message or to look at my watch. It's like, okay, when do you get going? Yeah, exactly. I and I, it's a social, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a thing in the social aspect of looking at your watch, say, okay, well, I got somewhere to be, I got somewhere to go, you know, but I think that people understand when they see it on your wrist, they, they know it. And sometimes I do, sometimes they don't, but I've thought about that as well. Yep. So, so that's that's the watch. That's the watch. And um, any anything in particular other than like text messaging, any kind of apps that you're using on your watch that you just absolutely love? Uh, I wish I could say there are, but uh, primarily just all of the notifications are mm-hmm. helpful to me, and and that's what I would say I use the most of. I, I'm always looking for more. What what what? A, and I know this is. You, what, what do you really like? What have you found about it that you just have done? Well, you know, the built-in activity uh, thing, you know, setting goals for that, for calories and steps and exercise and things. It's really cool when I've got, you know, when I've got 28 minutes of activity and I got two more minutes to hit my goal for the day, I always, hey, I'll go walk around the hallway for two minutes, get my heart beat up and try to get the rest of that uh, accomplished for the rest of the day, get a little bit of exercise. So it is, like you said, with the standing is it is a motivator. Uh, to be a little bit more healthy, and it's kind of it's kind of neat. It's almost uh, the gamification of fitness. Almost. Yeah, it's, it's kind of almost. I feel silly about it, but uh, you know, I have the three goals: the stand goal, the the exercise goal, and the the calorie burn goal. And 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 between those three goals, uh, you know, you get uh, a, a star or whatever when you when you complete a week and you're perfect for the whole week. And mm-hmm. and and I'll find myself. 
you know, thinking, man, I really don't want to go to the gym, but you know, if I don't go to the gym, I'm not going to get, you know, <laughs> I'm going to miss a day. That's horrible. So I, I, I guess that's kind of silly. It seems to me, but, but it does seem to motivate me. And I have been to the gym before and left my watch Mm. Uh, at the house, you know, get up in the morning, forget to put it on. That's happened like twice since I got it. And it's like, I don't want to go to the gym now. I mean, what am I doing here if I can't keep up with it? <laughs> if it doesn't <laughs> give yeah. me credit, it's almost like putting bank, uh, money in a bank account almost. If it doesn't give me credit, then why am I even going to the gym almost? Yep. But so yeah, I, yeah. That, that's one of the big things I like using. And the notifications for the for the regular just text messages coming through your phone, that's huge for me. Um, I like Carrot Weather because it's... Uh, it's got a little bit of a, a nice complication on the front screen, and it uh, it's a little bit um, uh, snarky with you. It tells you, you know, if it's raining outside, it'll tell you instead of just saying partly cloudy and raining, it'll say, you know, you're going to take this rain and like it and things like that. So it's it's kind of funny to watch and, and see those little quips and stuff in there. But, yeah, not too many. I find that I'm less and less I'm going to the watch for things, and more and more yep. it's sending me stuff. Uh, and that's, I think that's how Apple envisioned it was you're not supposed to fiddle with it a lot after the initial few days, uh, first few days. And then you're, all the stuff is just supposed to come to you. Yes. And I, I really like that. And it's, again, it's, uh, I found it useful and, and, and not everybody would, but I have, so you're good. Okay. Well the watch, and then let's move on to the iPad. Now, um, what model of iPad do you have, and have you ever had any kind of uh, previous models? Have you ever had, I think you're still an iPad mini guy, correct? I, I'm an iPad mini guy all the way. I'll give you my short history on, on uh, just tablets in general. Um, back 25 years ago, wow. I, I bought uh, a, um, uh, who's the guys that started the computer company in their garage, not Apple, but the other guys. Oh, the uh, other guy. You mean Microsoft? No, 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 no. I've heard them too. But these, <laughs> these guys started, and it was a warehouse company for years and years, and they were huge back 20, 25 years ago. And I, right now, the name's escaping. Gateway? Yes, Gateway. Yeah. It was Gateway. Yeah, okay. They came out with a very small computer, and uh, I took it to the pulpit with me twice. And uh, it had battery issues, so it ended up not being something I'd use. But, but I even decided then, going that far back, that it'd be neat to be able to, to preach from a device. And I had specific reasons that I wanted to do that. But um, about six years or so ago, I decided I'd start preaching from a tablet, and I started looking for tablets to preach from. I test drove, I think, either nine or ten different tablets. Goodness, and the goodness. day the, the iPad mini came out, I, I, I got it, and I have not looked back. I mean, I've, I've continued to test and look around and everything, but I've not found anything that I think is a better device, size-wise, battery life-wise, app-wise, screen-wise. Everything about it is, in my opinion, perfect for, for preaching. Now, the iPad maybe works better for a teaching environment. Uh-huh. And I haven't tried the iPad Pro yet, but I hope to try it later this year. Uh, but uh, the, the iPad mini is just a perfect preaching device, in my opinion. It fits great in my coat pocket when I'm not using it and uh, then is, is not as obtrusive and obvious as, uh, as the iPad is a little larger when you're holding your hand. looks obvious to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really like preaching from the iPad mini. It's just uh, it's a great device for that. And I'll say this. It is, it is my preaching Bible. Uh, there, there are two times I use the iPad. 
I use it when I'm preaching or teaching, and then I use it when I'm traveling for email and social media. But outside of those two times, that's about the only time I'll use it. Now, I preach a lot, so I end up using it a lot, but those are the primary two times when I have it. When I'm, when I'm on the road, when I'm flying somewhere, I'll sometimes use it. And, and do you have the latest iPad Mini, the iPad Mini 4? Yes, yes, I, I have the Mini 4. And uh, the, uh, I don't see that much a difference between it and the, even the, the two. Now, some people have really uh, good eyes and can spot differences in colors and like the retina screens and things mm-hmm. like that. I, I, my eyes either aren't that good or, or my color blindness makes it where it's not that big an effect. But uh, I personally have not seen a huge difference in the iteration of the two and the four. And I've had every iPad that's come out. You know, I, I like to get stuff like that and test it, and I've just not seen that big a difference. Well, I'll tell you what, if you put a three and a four right next to one another, you can tell the difference in the color and the kind of the brightness and the richness of kind of the blacks and stuff, but it is completely negligible and it won't be noticed by anybody, you know, kind of a regular old, you know, person that's not incredibly uh, techie, I guess. But at the yeah. same time, you know, it's, uh, it's supposed to be a little bit faster. Have you noticed any kind of speed bump from the last one or did you notice any sluggishness with the last one or what? No, I, I never noticed any. And, and I mean, you know, it's what, uh, point oh eight milliseconds faster as opposed yeah. you know oh i'm so much faster that's no i've not noticed uh, i never noticed before any sluggishness and and i've not noticed anything that's faster so uh, now again what my use is for it you know maybe are, are the difference there i don't use it for things that require enough you know uh enough capacity for it to be noticeably faster i just don't think that that my case uses are would make it where you would see that difference that some people might if they used it for for drawing and 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 creation and things like that that require more more speed and more power and all uh, i wouldn't be what's called a power user uh, so, I'll yeah, so you, you don't use it for like a lot of work basically you're, no, you're not going to no. take it to a coffee shop and get a lot of work done on it no no i, I i'm not I, I do have a keypad an external keypad that i'll I'll use sometimes when I don't want, but I mean, I, I carry the, the, the MacBook with me and it's, you know, it's so small itself mm-hmm. that if I thought it was a huge difference, I would carry the, the, the iPad mini with me into places, but, but there's not that much, it's not that hard to carry the iPad, the, the, excuse me, the MacBook with me. So I normally just carry my MacBook with me when I'm doing work because then I've got everything I need with me. Uh, but I, again, I use it primarily for preaching and, and if you'd like for me to, I'll tell a minute take a minute or two, I'll be brief about it and kind of tell how I use it for yes, preaching. Sir. Yes, sir. That is exactly. Okay. Go ahead. I, I create on my MacBook in, in Word or Pages. Uh, if, if you're a Mac guy, I'm, I'm using Pages, but it's Microsoft Word basically But for Apple. I create a document. I put uh, .02 margins all the way around, all four margins. I, I make it in 24-point font, which that's one of the things I love about the Mini is you can change you can make the font whatever size you want. It's not mm-hmm. like you've got more or less paper. You've got the same amount of material with you when you change the font. I save it as a PDF. That's a simple save as feature. And I, then I move it to Dropbox. From Dropbox on my iPad mini, I open it in GoodNotes. And uh, then I, that's what I preach and teach from. I absolutely love GoodNotes. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it is so nice because with GoodNotes, I can highlight on the screen. I can write on the screen. I can put text boxes on the screen. 
I can change the document. And for years, and not everybody does this, and I'm not as good as a lot of guys, but it is very rare that during a service, after the service begins, I will not have a thought. Um, a guy, a prayer will go too long. The guy making the comments for the Lord's Supper will, will, will go on longer, do a great job, but go on longer, and I'll find I need to cut something. Mm-hmm. And I, for years, when I had a pen and paper, I'd, I'd go through and I'd slash stuff. You know, I'd do manuscript stuff. I'd take that paragraph off, move this here. Oh, here's a thought. That'll work. Somebody led a song, and, and that song fits well with this point. I need to bring that out. And 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 I, when I started preaching from the iPad, I couldn't do that because I was preaching straight from the PDF. But now that I use Good Notes, I can go in and I can make those changes on the document. Uh, and I really, really like that. Well, that's really cool. Good notes. And I'm going to, I'm going to put that in link in the show notes for that app. And that is for iPad. And by the way, if you're not, if you're kind of new to tablet computing and new, new to the iPad, or you're coming from Android, anything that works on an iPad mini is going to work on a regular size iPad as well. Um, the iPad pro, not so much cause it's so brand new. People may have not updated their apps for it, but what kind of case, um, Dale, do you have on that, on that, uh, Mac, uh, Apple, uh, <laughs> and maybe I'll get it right here in a second. What kind of case do you have on that, um, iPad mini? Okay. Uh, that's a great question right now. I have no case at all on my mini okay. uh, for the longest time. I used the spec with a handle. And I loved it. I mean, it was the best case I'd ever seen in my life. It was so tremendous. It's got that big loop handle that you can yeah. actually use it as a stand as well, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but there are two things. One, Spec has not has stopped making them for the oh, Mini. Making them, and I can't find them anywhere. The other one is, when I bought my 4, you know, I popped the one off the 3 I had and put it on the 4. The 4, and, and they didn't know it at the Apple Store is a different size than the three. It is. It's longer. Yes. Yes. I mean, just it's, by it's like, like wi- yeah. it's not wider, but it's longer. And I yep. was astounded at that when I actually took, I took my iPad mini three into the Apple store and I put it, sandwiched it up right up next to a iPad four thinking, Oh, it's going to be the same size. It's just maybe yeah. going to be a little bit thicker or thinner or whatever, but no, it's longer by a, a pretty decent degree, maybe like an eighth of an inch as well. Yeah, yeah. So the case, so the case doesn't uh, doesn't fit it now, and so I don't have a case now. Now I do. I have run across something kind of neat um, at uh, the Staples store. Staples has a thing called a liquid. What is that? What is it called? It's a liquid screen protector, and I don't know how it works, but I've got it now on my on my iPhone and on my iPad, and it is by far the best screen protector I have ever seen is that right you know you know how even the best screen protectors will they'll they'll peel on the edges or you know bubbles in them and stuff yeah and then after you know once once that starts it's all over it's going to get worse and worse this doesn't do it it doesn't have any it has no corners you can see because it's liquid and uh from what i've seen so far it is a tremendous screen protector so um if I can remember the name of it, I'd tell you right off the top of my head. But but just go in that any staple store and tell them you're looking for the liquid screen protector. They they apply it, no extra charge, and it's really really a neat screen protector. So that's what all I've got on my on my uh, iPad Mini right now. I'm looking for a good handle, a good case with a handle on it, but I hadn't found anything at all that that uh, I was so spoiled I think by the spec that <laughs> I can't find one that make that suits me. And that, and that's the trouble sometimes with Apple products is that 
when they come out with a new iteration, it may be just a tad bit thinner or a tad bit wider. And it's got this subtle change where it won't fit in a form-fitting case uh, that you have. You may have 30 cases laying around that work, and now they don't suddenly don't work. So, But the funny thing with this one, though, Chad, is they used to really brag about it if it's you know thinner, smaller, lighter, uh-huh. different size. I didn't hear a thing about this being different size. I didn't either. Or anything, and when I went in and, and popped that case on, I thought, so I went back in the store, and I almost went back to the three because I liked that case holder so much. I, I didn't, but I gave it serious consideration. And uh, I've got the uh, Thule T H U L E uh, Atmos case, and it's a pretty rugged case. It's not; it covers the screen up and everything, and it folds into itself. And it's a it's a pretty really really great case, and I love it so much on my iPad Mini and my bigger iPad as well. I have two because the, we use the iPad Mini here at work, and um, I love it so much that I decided to just stick with the iPad Mini three because, like you said, there's not a ton of difference between uh, performance and things like that, unless you're playing games and, and doing some hardcore stuff on it, it's really not a big difference. So I'd like to get your opinion, if you don't mind, before we go on. Okay. Uh, have you looked at the, the iPad Pro yet? It seemed like I remember you talking about you. you yeah, I know you, you did a review on the pen and some things like that. Have you gotten one? Or are you going to get one? I, I'm not going to get one. Uh, as much as I fantasize about uh, making the iPad the only machine that I use, um, with the amount of video work and, and design work that I do, I just can't do that. And um, I don't see a place for the iPad Pro in my, uh, I guess, I guess life, work life, personal life as well. But I tell you what, it is a fantastic looking machine. And you, if you, if you're, if you do any kind of like artistry or work or anything like that, that thing paired with that pencil. And some apps that you can draw and stuff like that is it's the most impressive tablet out there for that right now. And well, I, um, I, go ahead. I'm due a new uh, new computer this year, and uh, my my MacBook is in such good shape that I very possibly am going to get the iPad Pro instead, and and just kind of see how it works and everything. But but uh, again, I don't know that it's going to be that much better than the than the MacBook for for me because you're going to have to carry the 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 keypad with you mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm I'm still kind of debating on that and everything. But there's, yeah. there's a lot of people that love to touch type on the, on the screens of the iPad and I just yes. can't do that. Yeah. I, yeah. I have to have me an external keyboard, but I do like the ability to have the touch screen, even if I'm not typing on it. Mm-hmm. And that, may, mm-hmm. that may be where we end up having a winner. And okay. um, so you got to talking about, you know, you, your, your MacBook, and you have the, um, it, it was rebranded, I guess the MacBook this past year, the ones where they came out with it's the super thin one. Uh, it's got the gold and the silver and the black versions of it. The black version is is really 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 great looking, and um, I have to look at it every time I go buy one because it's just so good looking. But this is the super thin thinnest computer, even thinner than the MacBook Air that they've yes. come out with. And you just talked about you know how portable it is and how much you like it and everything. And tell us a little bit about it. Tell us what kind of model you got and and what you're running with in there and some of the things you you may have run into that uh, from a portability standpoint that you really, really like about it? Okay. Uh, I, I've always liked small computers. I mean, my, my philosophy has always been we buy a portable computer, we buy laptops, and so they should be portable. And if we're buying one to be portable, the more portable, the better, uh, to the point that you can type on them and everything. And I remember when the when some of the first ones came out, people said the keyboard's so much smaller. 
that takes about a week to get used to whatever size you use. I think it's just what you get used to. Uh, I had uh, I had gone with the the MacBook Air, the the 11 inch, and I'd used it and used it and really really liked it. And that's a small computer. If you've never seen an 11 inch MacBook Air, uh, everyone that's a that's a pretty small computer. So mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. So so I, I had I had had two or three of them and. Then when the MacBook came out, I looked at it and went to the store and played a little bit. And yeah, I, I got one pretty quickly because it is it is really a neat, neat computer. Uh, now, I had I have had a keyboard problem with it. Uh, took it to Apple and they, they repaired it without any problem, no cost or anything. Uh, that was after I'd had it for two or three months. Uh, pretty early on, I was disappointed in that. Uh, my brother has had, had had a problem. He's got one as well. Jeff has one as well. And he'd had a problem with, uh, with his screen and he had the same thing, took it back. I, I'm going, I venture to say that may be because it's a first generation product for them. Uh, but, uh, I, and I hope that's the case. Uh, but, but I have loved the performance of it. The speed on it is really, really good. The battery life on it is outstanding. Now, it is my computer. And uh, it's it's all I have. I don't have a desktop or anything like that. I put my desktop away probably 11 or 12 years ago and went straight to, to total portability. Uh, most of my stuff lives in the cloud, mm-hmm. and so I don't need a lot of hard drive space. But I did get the largest hard drive they had available on it, and I did go with the upgraded processor for speed just because, again, I wanted to have – uh, you know the, the the I don't know how to say that, but the fastest I could have as far as what's out there, I've got the yeah, one point. It's always a good philosophy to, to if you can afford it, you know, go ahead and get the 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 highest speed and the biggest hard drive that you can because you want that. You know, you might get stuck with that computer for several years. You want to make sure that it's going to last you a pretty long time. Yep, I've got the 500 gigabyte uh, flash storage on this, and I'm using about 150 gig. That's all I'm using wow. right now. But that again, I don't have a lot of graphics, and I don't do a lot of editing of films and stuff like that. And even when I do, a lot of that I'll even put in the cloud somewhere, or keep it on Dropbox uh, because I've got a lot of Dropbox space, and and that just makes it easy for me and 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 doesn't slow me down or anything. So I really enjoyed the the, the MacBook. Again, it is it is uh, you know until they come out with something better, it's, it's what I'll be using. I, I imagine. Uh, One thing there with your, um, what you talked about, it is a first generation product. And to me, I can't wait to see what Apple does with the second generation MacBook. I think it's going to be a tremendous uh, device. I think we may see one this year, uh, an updated version of the MacBook, and that should be really, really great. Um, The thing I I want to see them do, and maybe that's not where we need to go with this, but the thing I want to see them do is I want to see the MacBook itself have a touchscreen. And I want to see the screen to be able to come off where it can be a true transportable. Like the yeah. uh, Surface Pro that recently yes. came out. That yeah, would be so sur- great. But I I just don't see Apple doing that, not with their not with their iPad. But they've never been afraid to kind of cannibalize the sales of their own devices before. So, hey, anything can happen, I think. And the Surface Pro, I, I bought one and kept it for a week and took it back. Uh, <laughs> I was actually on vacation. I left my computer at home. And so I thought, well, I've been wanting to test drive this. And it was it was nightmarish to me. I just I did not like it. Now my friend Tracy Moore down in uh, Vero Beach, Florida, thinks the MacBook think, thinks the Surface Pro is the best thing ever made, but it has issues with the screen standing up and mm-hmm. and just several things I did not like about it. But uh, teach their own, I guess. 
Well, let me ask you two questions about the MacBook while we're on the MacBook. Uh, the first one is the uh, the keyboard itself. You said you had uh, some trouble with the keyboard, and that probably has nothing to do with what I'm going to ask about. But as far as the key travel, meaning when you're typing fast on it, when you're when you're typing banging out an email real fast, the the amount of key travel where it goes, the keys go up and down, is not very much, is it? No, no, it's not. Um, Was that hard know, to get used to? It was not. They redesigned the keys on this, you know, where they have uh, more of a toggle where it toggles up and down and right left. Mm-hmm. And so touch typing is 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 much easier on it, I think, than any computer I've dealt with. So and and the keyboard is larger on this than on the MacBook. It I is. mean, on the uh, the uh, MacBook Air uh, because of how they because they took the 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 bevel off the keyboard. I know that's not what it'd be called, but they made it. They made it almost fills up the whole uh, surface of the computer, and so it's it's uh, it's very simple to type on it. And I've not had any issues with speed. In fact, the problem I had was the space bar really? has several sensors in it, and one side of it wouldn't work. And you talk about something frustrating. Oh man! And you're looking up and oh, it didn't, you know, it did it again. It did it again. And so yeah, uh, but but again, they fixed it without any problem. And uh, but but yeah, it, it I, I can type pretty fast on it as far as you know, much as I can type fast. Well, the the other question I had for you about the MacBook was the um, it doesn't have a USB port. It has a USB C port, yes. and that's the way it charges, and that's mm-hmm. the way that you have to get information in and on and off. I know you said you use cloud. Uh, stuff primarily, but what about when you've got to give a um, a PowerPoint presentation to a church that you're speaking at or something like that? How do you use that? How do you get use a regular USB drive uh, for something like that? Great question, uh, and I'll answer it with two or three ways. Uh, first of all, uh, they have they have uh, several adapters you can buy. You, there's an adapter that will actually take the USB and and turn it into a tr- the USB C and turn it into a traditional uh, USB. So you plug it in the USB-C and it, it comes out USB, okay? Um, as far as just having the one port, I kind of wish I had two, mm-hmm. but it's never bothered me. I've never had a time where I said, oh, I need, I need another port. I just unplug and plug in whatever else I need. So far, the battery life on it, and we all know how battery life works on all these devices. They're great for a while, and then they begin to wane. Uh, at least that's always been my experience. So far, that's not happened with this one. I hope it doesn't happen. But, you know, if I need to unplug, I can unplug. I've got a, a, a dongle that will also plug in and allow me to use VHS uh, for, you know, video purposes. I want to have an external monitor or put it on the screen or whatever. But the little neat thing is that I've found is just there are little flash drives out there that on one side are USB-C, the other side are USB. And so when I need to carry a PowerPoint or a Prezi or something like that, to give to a church where I'm speaking, I'll save it with my USB-C, and then when I hand it to them, I flip that thing over, and they don't even see the USB-C. They just see the USB, and it plugs right in. And pl- that's uh, that's right really up. cool. I didn't know that those those were a thing yet. I thought the MacBook hadn't been out long enough for them to do that, but that's really, really neat. My biggest disappointment right now, frankly, is there's not enough USB-C support. Um, and, I, I'm, you know... Um, Google came out, I mean, Apple came out a few years ago with the uh, Thunderbolt mm-hmm. and, and you know, it was going to be big and everything. It never became big. Uh, it's just not a lot of products out there that allowed it. And, and I, I have a slight fear, even though I know it's not proprietary, uh, 
that it may happen that the USB-C doesn't catch on. And if that happens, that's going to be a detriment to this computer in, in, at some point. Because and, like, and I would love to, you know, I'd love to be with you right there, but apparently it's like a new standard. It's going to replace USB-B and A. And, and so you've got, it's supposed to be coming out on devices, but people are just making it very, very slowly to market. I think Google came yeah. out with like a Chromebook that has USB-C on it. Um, uh-huh. But other than that, there's really not any USB-C devices out there yet. And that's my concern that, that it's not going to take off because it's a different iteration, different, different, uh, it's a different physical form feature to it, and, and people may not start using it. And if that happens, that could really hurt the, the, the MacBook. Now, uh, I will say that uh, um, the, I'm disappointed in Apple. They do not have a USB-C to, uh, to Lightning uh, charger yet. They don't, actually, no. do they? No, and and I've 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 been in and talked to them about. It. Of course, you know those guys at the store can't do anything about it. But yeah. let, let the hires up know that, that you know it makes sense since you developed this computer with that that I could be able to charge my phone on it without having to use an additional dongle in there to mess me up. Mm-hmm. But they say okay, and you know. And so that's was <laughs> one of those things I would have never thought about until I've been using it for a week. Is oh man, I can't plug my phone up to this to charge it. Yeah, because. I Part, part. Yeah. And there's some, you know, the MacBook is so, there's a joke kind of going around when it first came out was if you plugged up an iPad to it, if you were able to do that through the adapters or whatever, then would the iPad charge the MacBook or the MacBook charge the iPad? And <laughs> and so people kind of, you know, kind of make a big joke about that. But that, that just shows you how thin and how light and how portable uh, this MacBook is. When you fold it up and you put it under your arm, it's it's like it's not even there. It's like it's so you can put it anywhere. Um, you almost feel like you're going to break it, but it is very solid at the same time. I really do like it. I think it's the best laptop uh, that Apple's ever made, and I think that's their vision of what a laptop future is going to be. Real quickly, and I know we're running way over on no, time. No problem. Let me no mention problem. two two things that I use. I know that's what you like to do on this. Uh, I I've I I don't know if you're like I am, but I test drove. I don't know. 50, 100 uh, different ticklers, reminders, you know, remember the milk. Uh, oh, yes, and to-do list apps, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have bought so many of those and tried so many of those. Uh, my son, Andrew, actually helped me with this more than anything a while back. And this has been about a year and a half ago, I guess. We were we were out, and, and he was I was looking at his phone or whatever, and he uses just reminders. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's an iOS product. And... And, and I and I looked at how he does it. I didn't think it ever worked. I looked at how he does it. It's tremendous. So my reminders, I have I have about six folders. Actually, I have probably about eight folders. But I have a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday folder. And so when somebody calls me, I got a little call a few minutes ago. So I need to have a phone conversation with you tomorrow. Set up the time. Put it on Thursday. And it, it, it's it's in my calendar now. It's on my reminder. It's in my calendar. And and I do that with everything that I do. I put it directly into reminders. So when a day starts or the day before the day starts, I go through and I say, what am I going to do tomorrow? What do I got coming up? And anything I want to accomplish the next day, I put it on there. And I have, you know, and it's in there. Then I have a separate to-do list in reminders. That's just stuff that needs to be done eventually. Then I have a couple of their shared folders in there, one for the Genes Institute and one for uh, elders at Spring Meadows. And, and those are just general things that, that I know special things that are always coming up with that. But you talk about really neat 
that is a great way to keep up with stuff that, that uh, I had really struggled trying to find something to help me keep up with stuff. And it's, it's really been helpful. Thing and, a, and a lot of people have, you know, forgotten about reminders uh, and they, they kind of just blow it off and say, well, there's a whole lot better stuff out there. But I tell you what, I use reminders, even though I use OmniFocus for most of my yeah. project management, management stuff, built in reminders, having the ability to say, Hey Siri, you know, and I yes. just made everybody's phones go off, yeah, but yeah. It, the ability to say that and then have it put a task on a list for me without even touching the phone is, is tremendous. And the, the thing that I actually use it for the most is geolocation reminders. Yes. I love, oh. and a lot of people, when I showed a lot of people this, they don't, they don't get it. They don't say, well, I don't understand how you do Well, what you do is you say, remind me to take out the trash when I get home. And if you say that and you've got your home address, obviously as your home address in your, in your phone, it's going to know, it's going to, vibrate on your phone when you pull into your driveway when you get within a certain amount of feet from your home and it's going to say hey take out the trash and a lot of people don't understand that you can say remind me when i leave here and it will remind you as you're going out of the parking lot to do something so and you can even put specific addresses in remind me to pick up this stuff at kroger and things like that you know it's really great i do absolutely love that and that's really really neat and as Siri continues to get in there, I did it too. But as, as she continues to get better and better with voice recognition, that'll even become more and more of a really, really helpful thing. The geotagging is fabulous. And, and I, have a, I have a Kroger one. I have a Walgreens one. I have an office one. I have one for my house. And, and so I just tell it, you know, remind me when I get to Walgreens to pick up. Remind me when I get to my house to do this. Remind me when I get to the office to make this phone call. That's really, really helpful. And if you the do other- a little bit of setup on the front end there, you can really set it up to be just – uh, tell them, tell the phone what you want it to do and it'll do it for you. It's going to be, it's really great. Yeah. It's so neat. The other one I want to mention to you real quickly is Scrivener. Uh, I'm yes, a and I want you to tell me a lot of, I want you to tell me why so many people love Scrivener because I've never tried it and I'm on the cusp of doing so. So tell me, tell me what it is that's so great about Scrivener. Okay, good. I, I look forward to the opportunity. I guess about a year and a half, two years ago, I heard Whitworth, Michael Whitworth talk about Scrivener. Yeah. He, and, he loves uh, it. He loves it, and I went out and bought it, and, and I thought, this is the biggest waste of money I have in my life, <laughs> and I didn't use it. And, uh, but I, I, I've, I've been trying to write books for 20 years now, 25 years now, maybe even 30, and I, I really struggle with it. I mean, I have struggled and struggled with it, and I never knew why. Scrivener is so tremendous because you open up a project, uh, basically a file, and then it allows you to sort stuff in ways that are so tremendous. So right now I'm looking at a book that Jeff and I are working on right now called The Living Word. It's a book of compilation of some of Dad's sermons, some of his material. And so in it I've got uh, four sections. One's called Front Matter. It's got the preface. It's got a file that's a preface. It's got a file that's bio, the dedication, acknowledgement. Then it's got main body. It's got each of the chapters in there. And so I can go in, and it helps me. I used to toss everything in one file. Or then I tried to put in multiple files. Well, then you have to open one file and close another file, or you had to find it where it was in that one file. Now I just go to, all right, here's the sermon. There it is. There's the chapter right there I'm going to look at. I look at the chapter, and I can add to it. And if I want to pull it in with another chapter and pull another chapter, if I want to, if I want to go to another chapter instead of that, I can go to that one. It that's, really that's helped. Really great. I've been so impressed with it. And like I said, I, I struggled for years with writing and uh, loved to write, but uh, wanted to write books. Since I've started using Scrivener, I've put out 
four or five books, and I've got three or four more that will come out this year. And when I say this, it's the, it's just this is as true as can be. For 20 to 25 years, I wanted to write a book and couldn't. And now that I'm using Scribner, I've been able to write all the time. That's how good it is. Wow. You can find more information on Scrivener 2 for Mac OS X at literatureandlatte.com. And uh, they've, uh, you know, it's $45, but would you say that the $45 is worth it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is definitely worth it. Well, money, money well spent in my case. Well, that's really cool. That's, uh, I think you've, you're finally convincing me that I need to try it because I'm in the midst of trying to write a book right now, and it is... Um, uh, for lack of a better term, kicking my hind end. So I'm, uh, I'm looking for something that will help me organize stuff a little bit better. That's going to, that's going to be great. And I'm going to look that up. So that's uh, Scrivener. It's face sometime. I'll show you exactly what I use it for if you want to. Okay. Well, right. Dale, you got anything else you want to mention? Anything, uh, uh, anything you want to promote? No, we've got all on just go to the Jenkinsinstitute.com and you can look at our upcoming better conferences and other conferences that we'll be part of and doing this year. Looking forward to being at lectureships in a couple of weeks and can't wait for that. But uh, just uh, good times right now. Yes, sir. And Dale uh, Jenkins is the minister, of course, at the Spring Meadows Congregation at uh, in Spring Hill, Tennessee. And uh, he's a writer, author, blogger, tech guy, um, everything. If you're not getting his email and you don't read his scoops from time to time, then you're missing out. So uh, thank you so much, Dale, for being on the show. And le- would you like to have a prayer with us before we, uh, before we end the podcast? Sir, please do. Thank you very much for having me on too, Chad. Appreciate what you do. No problem at all. Thank you so much for your time. Let's go to God in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you so much for uh, everything that you've given us, all the blessings that we take for granted. And thank you uh, so much for those things. And help us to never forget to give thanks to you for those things. And Lord, we thank you so much for the tools that you have blessed us with in our ministries. That, and help us to use those responsibly. Help us to use those in a way that would bring all glory to you, that would move your kingdom forward and onward. And, and we hope that you would give us the things that, that we need to do to do that. Thank you so much for your son, Jesus. Thank you so much for his sacrifice. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Dale, and you can find the show notes to this episode at chadl.co slash mbits slash 043, and I'll have some links to the GoodNotes liquid screen protectors, USB-C to USB-D or B flash drives, uh, some things like that, and then uh, Scrivener, as, of course, so you can just go to those show notes and find those there, but uh, check us out on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and uh, Dale, again, thank you so much, we really appreciate it. Thank you, and God bless you. All right, and he's good and said it better. God bless you. Go out and have a good week. See y'all later.